Hey there, it's Ruri here from Intercom, and you're listening to Intercom on Product Management. Episode 4, Making Things People Want. When it comes to product strategy at Intercom, we find the Jobs to be Done framework is extremely useful in helping us decide on what we should build. This was made famous by Harvard Business School professor Clay Christensen, and it's a way of looking at the motivations of customers in using a product, rather than the traditional marketing techniques of slicing and dicing customers according to demographics. People don't buy a product because they fall into a particular group, or because they fit a label, like female, mid-30s, living in suburbia, working part-time. But they do buy a product to solve a problem. If you understand the job that customers are hiring your product to do, then you can make sure that you have a razor-sharp focus on helping them achieve the desired result. The features you choose to build should be the ones that will help them do the job that needs to be done. And jobs transcend time and technology. The problems people encounter in their lives rarely change from generation to generation. The products they hire to solve these problems change all the time. When you're building or managing a new product, you have to believe you can create a better solution that people will want to use because it delivers a better outcome for them. A strong understanding of the outcome customers want and how they currently get it is essential for you to succeed in product management. Maybe your customers want to be entertained or spend more time with their friends or understand what projects teammates are working on or maybe they want to project growth for the business. If the desired outcome is real, then they are already achieving it through some product in some way. Your job is to improve on that. A quick side note here, if you can't find what product they're currently using, the chances are that it's a fictitious outcome, like, wouldn't it be cool if I could get all my social media files in one place? Or an aspirational outcome like, of course I want to lose weight. Espoused behavior never reflects reality. Focusing on an outcome rather than a category, industry, or product type lets you understand your real competitors. The second a company focuses on the industry it's in rather than the outcome it delivers, it loses touch and shortly after it loses customers. Newspapers, for example, believed they were in the newspaper industry and as such struggled to work out why bored commuters had stopped buying their product. They would look left and right at their competitors and wonder which newspaper had stolen their customers. They would experiment with new formats, new layouts, lower prices, sharper headlines, but they couldn't stop the rot. Had they instead focused on the outcome they deliver, that is, bored commuters want to be entertained for a short burst of time with bite-sized articles, then their competitors, the likes of Twitter, Facebook and news apps, wouldn't have been so oblique to them. Let's look at some jobs, just like boredom during our commute, that have stuck around for years, through hundreds of technological advances. People, particularly students and young people, want to pass notes and messages, without fear of other people seeing them. People still want this today, so they use Snapchat. People want to store photos in a safe place, like the shoebox under their bed. People still want this today, they use Dropbox. People want to put their favorite photos in a prominent place, like their mantelpiece, so everyone can see them. People still want this today, they use Facebook. People want to collect scrapbooks of ideas for home renovations or other projects. People still want this today, they use Pinterest. People want to leave nice reviews and tips for other travellers and physical guestbooks. People still want this today, so they use Foursquare. There are literally hundreds of examples like these, and there's a common trend in all of them. Making things people want involves understanding a long-standing human or business need, and then using technology to do one of three things. Take out steps, make it possible for more people, or make it possible in more situations. The first approach, removing steps, is the most common for startups. Pick a need where the existing solutions are old, complex, and bloated, and find the simplest, smallest set of steps possible to deliver the same outcome. Arranging a taxi in a city used to involve calling many numbers until you found a company with availability. 
Then a lengthy dialogue about your location, destination and required arrival time. Today you press one button and a car shows up. The second approach usually involves reducing the cost in time or money or barriers to using a product so that more people can use it, thus expanding the market. 14 years ago, if you wanted to get your writing online, you had to rent a Linux server, download a file containing the source code of a blogging engine, upload it, run a series of weird commands to unpack it, and then give it write access. Then you had to configure it. Today, this is two clicks on Medium. The third approach involves removing common situational limitations on a workflow. Accepting payment used to involve bulky machines with rolls of thermal paper, faxing paperwork to banks, ISDN lines, and batching transactions to run lightly. Today, you swipe a card through a phone and you're done. Jeff Bezos is famous for saying, focus on the things that don't change. The problems that people and businesses encounter don't change very often. The ways they can be solved change almost yearly. So it stands to reason that making things people want should start with the what people want bit and not the more tempting things we can make bit. Remember, it's easier to make things people want than it is to make people want things. This has been Intercom on Product Management. 